You are listening to episode 57 of the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about what is personality anyway? You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. I'm your host, certified coach Lisa Schwaller. Each week, we talk about how you can rise above the stress of modern living so that you can focus your energy on what matters most. All right, let's get started. Hello, hello. How are you, whoever you are? Today, it's morning where I am, and the sun is shining, and my personality really likes the morning sunshine. Today is going to be hopefully a really interesting episode for you because we're going to talk about personality traits, how your personality is developed, how you tell the story of your personality, and what parts of your personality, as you define it, best serve your future, what you want to create in this world. One thing that I will bring up in coaching quite often is that feedback from other people, what other people tell us about us, is just one opinion at one point in time. What we think about ourselves is the same thing. It's literally a thought that we're having at a point in time. Identity can be crafted by default. We take the feedback we get from other people and the ideas we have about ourselves, our reactions, and over time, we start to form this idea of who we are as if it's a kind of this stable, predictable, reliable identity. The The deeper I get in coaching and the more I see people embracing and amplifying the essence of who they are, but making miraculous shifts in their personality, the more I've really understand how fungible or flexible or permeable our behaviors and personalities and thoughts about ourselves are. All right. Well, let's start with some of the basics, shall we? There's a lot of people in the psychological community who agree on what is termed the big five personality traits. I've linked to an overview article in the show notes if you want to dive deeper. This can be referred to with the acronym OCEAN. So the first primary personality trait is openness, openness to experience. The spectrum of this is that some people are inventive and curious, and some people tend to be a little bit more consistent, maybe cautious, maybe not as open to experience. The C in ocean is conscientiousness. (laughs) That is a long word to say before one has had her morning coffee. Conscientiousness. The spectrum of this is people who are efficient and organized compared to people who might be more extravagant or careless. The E in ocean is for extroversion. I think this actually gets a lot of play in the personal development community is people who are outgoing and energetic compared to solitary or reserved in that spectrum of personality. A in ocean is for agreeableness. The spectrum there is friendly and compassionate. Then on the other end of the spectrum might be critical or rational. The N in ocean 
stands for neuroticism. The spectrum for this is defined as people who might be sensitive and nervous on the other end are compared to resilient or confident. And there is so much. It was so funny as I was planning for this episode. Really, I envisioned this episode months ago. I started really getting down into personality psychology, which is kind of a subset of psychological study. And uh, let's just say it's a vast, vast study. And I was thinking, how in the world am I going to present this in the podcast in a way that's practical and applicable without people going and getting a master's or doctorate degree in this branch of psychology? So please take a look at the resources in the show notes if you would like to dive into those personality traits in more detail. I personally, I think it's fascinating. I'm still... (laughs) still on this little research project. And there's probably so much that will come out and through the podcast because how our personality shows up, how we think about ourselves, what we do, our behaviors, it shapes everything. But let's take a moment and think about how your personality was developed. Where do your preferences come from? I think a lot of people who are parents and have multiple children realize the interesting tension between nature and nurture. I do think that we have natural traits or tendencies. And I think the key thing, and this is what's exciting to me as a coach, is a person might have certain personality traits, but depending on the preferences they form over time, the experiences that they have, the feedback from key influencers, whether that's family members or teachers or friends, these data points shape us. We have peak experiences. I've considered having focus groups on personality because I find it so fascinating when people describe, if I say, tell me about your personality, describe your personality. Then I would ask them, tell me a couple of times when in your childhood and adolescence where you learned, ah, this is who I am. What I find so interesting is that people will have an experience and they make an interpretation of it. They have to. Our brains literally, we can't hold a hundred different interpretations in our mind at a time. The brain it, it it thrives and survives on efficiency. We may have a situation happen where we learn something about ourselves. You might think of a time in science class, or you might think of, <laughs> I actually, I had the weirdest memory come up and I'm just going to, yeah, why not? It's my podcast. So I can just let her fly. So when I was a little girl, I used to imagine having like a little pet puppy who was so small and I could take this puppy everywhere. I was maybe seven or eight when I was having these fantasies. And I would would build little beds for this little miniature puppy that I was going to, I was manifesting. And And I remember being at school and imagining like the puppy coming to school. Again, kids are, it's so incredible. But I think what was so interesting about that period is I think that imagination and how much I gave myself to it, in my mind, I solidified myself as an imaginary person, like not really 
logical or rational. I was creative and out there. <laughs> but it was just kind of a normal kid's imagination. I don't know. You guys can email me and, and tell me whether you think that was normal or not. I think it's adorable. I look back on that part of me and her. I just, oh, I so fervently wanted this little puppy who would come with me everywhere. And what's so funny is Dog Bailey is here in the office. So my dream came true. She just can't fit in my backpack. <laughs> anyway, back to getting curious about your experiences, your memories, and what the story your brain told about who you are in relationship to that experience. Notice that story. Do you believe your personality is just, it's true, it's set in stone, and why? When you think about how you define yourself, how does this influence your experience of stress? If you see yourself as a creative person, do you find the practical realities of life to stress you out? One of my favorite communities to coach is artists. I mean, put me on the phone with... <laughs> Some young person who's moved to Nashville to pursue their dreams, and I'm in heaven because there's just so much like vivaciousness there. I was working with an artist, and that was her situation. She had moved there in order to really put herself in the place of her dreams. And this tension of, I want to create, I want to spend all day with my art, but I I have these realities. I, I need to get a job and pay bills. And Almost thinking like I have a hard time with these things because I'm a creative person. We coached on that. Maybe it's just the, the natural discomfort that comes in life of sometimes we do things that aren't our strengths or our preferences. And it's not a personality thing. It's just a preference or a reaction. Like being annoyed that you have to have a job isn't because you're creative. Because I can point you to a hundred accountants <laughs> who don't label themselves creative and are also annoyed that they have to have a job to pay their bills. So getting curious, like how often when you're stressed, do you attribute it to identity instead of just a reaction to the situation? Now on the flip side, is the way you tell the story of your personality a really key part in how you experience fun? For example, one of the things that comes up very frequently for me is people will say, I don't see myself as playful. I don't see myself as fun. And I tell them, of course, <laughs> I totally relate to where you're coming from. Five years ago, if you would have said, hey, would you like to have more fun in your life? My eye would have twitched with annoyance. And I would have thought to myself, who has time for that? I am not a frivolous, fun, like fun. Like I would go to parties and they'd be like, come on, loosen up, have fun. And I'm like, this is as loose and fun as it's getting. I'm sorry, it's not meeting expectations. Like I did not at all identify as fun because I didn't see that as part of my personality. I was someone who was very into work and learning and growing and maximizing, you know, like we talked about in the strengths episode. And for me, fun, I just didn't see that it was a match with my personality. I have since learned that my personality and having fun have nothing to do with each other. I can define fun any way I want, and you can too. I hope you do. And my personality doesn't have anything to do with how I label experiences. 
But look at that for you. How much are you either considering yourself more open to or closed to fun? If you think of those personality traits as it relates to fun, are you open to experience and think it's fun or you tend to be a little bit more cautious? Do you think you're like a, like a woo, devil may care kind of person? Or do you consider yourself organized and that that's not considered fun? I personally think being organized is like so fun. Extroversion. Do introverts have more fun than extroverts? When I asked that question, what popped in your mind and why? I know a lot of really cranky, not fun extroverts. <laughs> and I know a lot of introverts who are just like, their life is just, it's just a rolling party. Consider that with the personality traits, agreeableness, neuroticism, like are you sensitive or confident? How often do the things that you consider you open yourself up to more or less stress or more or less fun. And why? Because again, a lot of this is a lot more flexible than you might imagine. Now let's go to the future. I love the future because it's, who knows what's going to happen. And connect for a moment with your dreams for yourself for the future. How many of them are based in what you think a person like you can create? For example, you may want to open a business, but you think to yourself, I don't know if a person like me is going to be successful in business. I'm a little too shy. I'm not salesy. There are all these identity markers that you think would prevent you from being successful in business. This dream is tugging at your heart for years, decades, and you don't see yourself there because of it's not for a person like you. It becomes a personality thing instead of a set of skills you could develop. Ooh, that's so much lighter. And really, what could you be, do, or create if you knew you could do anything you wanted? If there weren't limits based on your personality, what would be open to you? I mean, this is admittedly a very American ideal, this idea of you can create and do anything, but it's a fun game regardless of the culture that you're living in and your culture of origin. What if there was more to you than what you believe is you? It's kind of a weird question. All right, here is your invitation this week. This week, I encourage you to get your to know your personality. Write down everything you believe is true about you, what you would label as your personality. Go through and say, and just with a critical eye, as if you were a scientist of, you know, a person who sees themselves as really socially awkward and introverted, what is that open themselves up to or close themselves off to. You know, the person who thinks that they're really responsible and other people can count on them. What is this person, what are they open to and what are they closed off to? And just get really curious with that. You can decide what you want to keep and what you want to adjust. I'm going to give you one of my favorite games. This is something that I teach in when I coach people is make a list of 50, like make it a large number, 50 alternative lives. What if I was a 
multi-million real estate broker in Maine? (laughs) What would my life experience be then? Or what would it be like if I was a school teacher in France? I mean, just think about if, if there were 50 different lives, would you still be you if you were in those lives, if you were raised in different cultures, if It's just fascinating to me, fascinating to me to think that my personality, this identity as I define it, and let's just say in all awareness, I don't feel like I have a personality anymore because I know how flexible it is for me, but you know, let's just stick with this. Like whatever my personality is, if I'd been born in a different place in a different time, how much of me would still be me. And when I realized how much of me was likely to be shaped by the time I was in, the economic situation I was in, it opened up a possibility in my mind that I cannot even begin to tell you. It is and continues to shift my self-concept in a way that makes so much more possible for myself than I can even imagine today. And I can imagine a lot. So that's my invitation for you this week. I hope you had fun with this overview of personality. I hope you're more curious about your personality. Of course, these invitations and these prompts will be in the Facebook group. I would love to have you there. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying what you're learning, I'd love to have you as a member of the Less Stress, More Fun community on Facebook. Join me there to continue the conversation from the podcast. Plus, you'll get access to things I share only with community members. I'll talk to you next week.